You're now listening to a Rat House Production Podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to rettahaus.net. sit in bed and you do that yeah it's uh that was another of my little garage band things like it's it's so fun i i can't get over how fun it is it's just a good creative itch killer and it's just right before i go to bed i'll just fucking make a little stupid thing and then i'll just save it and go to sleep it's pretty good man mm. pretty good thanks are there are you gonna stay on that uh edm well, that, that's all that's available on that thing. Well, or? no, they they got like all, it's with they have like six or seven different styles of music. Oh, okay, they have EDM, they have jazz, they have electro funk, they have rock. Which the rock setting sucks. It's terrible. I would imagine, yeah, it's terrible. And uh, they have a um, they have one just called Chill, and it's like um, just like a real like a lot of like really relaxing like synth noises and stuff. So okay. I got to make something out of that. But uh, that's pretty good. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the uh, Everything Bagel podcast. Uh, as always, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Bean. And uh, I think we're going to do something a little different this this time. Um, we A couple days ago, we had a chance to have a phone interview with, her name was Anastasia Chavez. Yes. And she uh, is a local baker, pastry chef, um, chef, period. I yeah. guess you would say all around, all around kitchen doer, uh, kitchen connoisseur, yeah. and um, she is she works for a lot of different places around here. She's worked for Barrel House One Hundred and One in Ventura. Yeah. Um, she works for the Scratch Food Truck as their pastry chef, and um, she's worked in Santa Clarita, yeah, all over the place. Uh, more, I think, I want to say Moore Park, and she's also owner and creator of uh, Pas de Deux. Pas de confections. confections. Yes. So you can look yeah. that up on, uh, you can just Google that and she'll yeah. pop up. She's we'll- a uh, former uh, ballet dancer. Um, she turned to cooking as a, as she, I guess she had dealt with an injury that prevented her from doing ballet anymore. So she turned to baking as kind of a therapy. And uh, it's basically led her t- to a whole new career path. Yeah. Which, uh, which we both thought was really, really fucking cool. So. So we uh, sat down with her, well, over the phone, sat down with her, and it's a little small interview, so we're going to go ahead and play that now and uh, let you guys um, listen to that and meet her. Hopefully someday she'll be able to actually come on and sit down with us, have a little more uh, face-to-face. I feel like over phone interviews, there's uh, there's a big disconnect because you can't see the nonverbals. Yeah, like you can't. Yeah, it's so, but. Uh, you know, you can't play off each other's yeah, you know, like exactly. facial expressions and stuff. 
So uh, it was still a really good interview, and she was very, very sweet, and 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 we are very thankful. Yeah, that she she's sat, she well, hung you, out with us. You'll hear me say it over and over again. Like it was hard getting her uh, on the show because she's just so busy. She's always out there grinding. So um, uh, again, thanks to her for giving us some of her time. So after the interview is played, we're gonna play a song, our first song. Then we'll get into kind of back to us. Yeah, we're gonna play. Uh, the first song we're going to play is by uh, a friend of the show. He's made a theme song for us before, and um, he's a fucking in, uh, insanely talented DJ from L.A. His name is Malavarez. Uh, uh, the song that we're going to play is called Japanese Moon. So enjoy the interview, and then enjoy the first song, and we'll see you in a little bit. All right. It's working. Okay, uh, good. Uh, I'm Luis, and uh, on the phone here is Steven, uh, my, my counterpart. Uh, thank you again for for agreeing to be on the show and letting us talk to you for a little bit and some of your time. I know you're super busy, so we really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Are we coming in kind of clear? Yeah, it's a little bit fuzzy, but okay. Uh, we'll I can hear you. Try our best. Um, so basically, we just want to kind of ask you about your journey. I don't know how much time exactly you have, but um, just kind of where you came from and how you got to where you are um, as far as your career and stuff like that. Okay, well, um, I started as a ballet dancer for 16 years, and then I was I got injured, and I started cooking to substitute the time that I wasn't able to dance. Mm. Um, and then I decided I was supposed to go to go to Cal State Long Beach for school and I decided to go to culinary school instead. Oh wow. So like you what kind of of all the things to like pick up from after ballet, what was what kind of drew you to the, the culinary side? Um well I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I just liked to cook. Oh okay. So I went to um there's a culinary institute at Los Angeles Mission Community College. Mm-hmm where you can get your AA degree, and I started there for about a semester. And I went on a catering suggested by my teacher, and I met a chef from a different restaurant that was local to where I was living, and they liked how I worked and asked me if I wanted to work to become their assistant pastry chef. And so I decided, sure, why not? Yeah. I that's um, this is uh Steve. I that's cuz I was reading up on on your website just to kind of get maybe a little bit of research and um when it said that you had turned to baking as sort of like a, a therapeutic thing um mm-hmm. where had you been baking prior to that like was this something that you did like as a child or this was just something you picked up out of nowhere? <laughs> I think that my mom would say that I was probably the world's worst baker growing <laughs> up. <laughs> um, I I helped, you know, during the holidays to make gingerbread, but that was about the extent of my baking. Oh wow! So like, I don't know what happened. Something turned around, and yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 when I first contacted you, I told you I'd been following you on on Instagram for a while, and it seems like mm-hmm. you're just you're like. Your work ethic is ridiculous because it seems like you're like always somewhere new or somewhere different or multiple places at once. You know what I mean? Um, how do you balance like 
work and personal life or is there even a balance or how's it kind of right now? Um, the balance is, it's hard. I'm still trying to find, find that. Um, that's kind of why I went to Italy for eight months. I went over there to study a a baking and pastry program. Um, but also travel at the same time. And so that was kind of a breather from just the restaurant life. But I learned a lot over there as well. I gained some new techniques and sorry, it's kinda of loud outside where I am. Oh no worries. No, it's it's fine. It's not coming through much over here. So Um, how was that experience being in Italy and learning uh, from uh, Italian chefs and pastry chefs? I'm sorry? Uh, how was that uh, experience in Italy learning from Italian pastry chefs? It's very different over there. Um, it's a very male-dominated field, and oh. they're very stuck in their traditions, which I greatly respect all their traditions, but it's it's hard for female chefs to kind of get their way in in Italy. <laughs> oh. Do you find that's also true as, as far as uh, in the United States, or is it a little bit, uh, I guess, better, for lack of a better term, in the United States? Oh, it, the U- U.S. is very more open to women chefs, <laughs> much Ah. much more um so currently you were working uh, i think well can you name a couple places that you're currently working right now i'm sure it's a long (laughs) list well so i own basically it's kind of a my own dessert catering business so private business i just do cake orders and stuff and it's called pot to do confection the name comes from my ballet background okay um I also work on Scratch Food Truck mm-hmm. out in Ventura County, and then as well as Cafe Frenze, which is in Moore Park. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember you were working at a barrel house for a while. Yes. Um, and the, one of my favorite things is, like, you worked a lot of craft beers into your desserts. Um, what kind of inspired that, or is that kind of like a challenge that you took on? Um, well, when I first started baking, it was at the restaurant called Wolf Creek Restaurant and Brewing Company in Valencia. Okay. And so they opened up, while I was working there, they opened up their own brewery and started bottling and producing more of their own beers. Mm-hmm. And during my baking, I just, I started to incorporate some of their beers and more just, more than just a stout into a chocolate cake. And I found that the different kinds of beers lend to a lot of flavor profiles and you can do a lot of things with them in dessert. So that's kind of where my passion for infusing craft beer and dessert started. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've always kind of noticed that like, cause I like to cook with beers, but like more like, uh, like make like soups and stews and stuff like that. And I always like, I'm, I, I, I totally agree with you that like different kinds can bring out these different kinds of flavors and, and like they mix and match well with like different kinds of meat and vegetables and, and stuff like that, you know, so like I told, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there's, yeah, there's just so much that you can do with it than just putting it into a cake or, or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you, what do you like to do outside of uh, baking and things like that? Um, well, if I ever have multiple days off, I like to try and go <laughs> anywhere I can possibly go like travel wise. Yeah. Um, but I'm just 
I really like to be outdoors. I am a runner. I just did the half marathon in Ventura yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I run, I, ha- I hike when I can. I wakeboard when it's the season. I snowboard. So I just like to be active and outside and breed and be at the beach. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Uh, are you born and raised here in Ventura? No, I'm from Santa Clarita. Oh, okay. So it's not that not that far away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. I moved out to Ventura in 2014 when I started working at Barrel House. Oh, all right, gotcha. Oh, interesting. Um, growing up, did you watch a lot of like cooking shows or anything like that, or just? Do I watch cooking shows? Or growing up, or even now, yeah. Yeah, I was a uh, grown up. I was my parents were pretty strict about what I was allowed to watch. Okay. And that was about all I could watch when I was six. So I would watch Alton Brown. Ah, that's like one uh, of my Good favorite Eats. shows. Like Good Eats is just like my jam. I love watching that show. <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. I watch Chopped every once in a while just because that's fun. But now I I imagine like. Cause I, my, my brother-in-law is a tattoo artist and like when, uh, like tattoo shows were the thing, like Miami ink and, uh, the Kat Von D show, whatever that was. Yeah. Everything with ink in it. Yeah. yeah like every, like every tattoo artist is like, ah, oh, God, I hate that show. Are you, do you feel like that sort of way with like a uh, top chef and, uh, I don't know what other cooking shows are out there. Or um, you... I think there's a, it's, they're obviously dramatized. I like them, but. It's not necessarily real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At all. Um, but what? Um, how is? How, what led you to start working for uh, the Scratch food truck? I'm I'm very interested in Scratch. I've 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 you know I've only experienced a handful of their of their food. My wife is very big on on the Scratch food truck. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, what led you to kind of end, up, um, end I, up there with them? I know Chef Tim. I've worked with him on a couple of their events. Um, I've always respected him as a chef out here and kind of mentored me a little bit and helped me kind of get jobs out here. So when I came back from Italy, we got in contact and I started working with them. And it's, it's been fun. Definitely different to be on a food truck than... In a kitchen. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's, it seems way more, like, you got to be really conscious about your space and how much you're using, and I think, like, everything kind of plays a role. Um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, like the energy that you're using to create the food, the, the portions, like, how much, what's the, the biggest differences or, or drawbacks, do you think, to food trucks compared to uh, a regular kitchen? What's the, I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, what's, like, the the biggest difference or drawbacks if any compared and when working to a in a food truck compared to a regular kitchen um i think it's because there's two you have with a kitchen you have your kitchen you just have one space to deal with with a food truck you have the food truck kind of your kitchen and then we also have a big prep kitchen which we um you know prep all our stuff in and then we also have the commissary where we park the truck in Mm. So if there's kind of three different things that go into it. So not only just keeping your truck kitchen clean and cor- correct, you also have to keep your commercial kitchen the same way and then deal with the the 
auto mechanical parts of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever had any uh, like uh, breakdown issues or anything like that that's happened? <laughs> yeah, a lot of most new trucks are from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so they all have plenty of mechanical issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I got to imagine that's it's it's a little bit of a shock because I mean when you're in a restaurant I imagine you know you're back in the kitchen you're kind of away from everything there's people hustling and bustling all over the place but but I mean with a food truck you're right there and like you're uh, a plate of glass separated from from you and the customer and so I can imagine I, I you know the stress level may be a little bit higher I mean you know like it you know correct me if I'm wrong but I, I feel for me the way I the, the way I see it is like it just seems like it's a lot faster paced out, out of a food truck. It is, in a sense, it's, I guess it's more, you could compare it more to a fast food restaurant, even though it's not like, we're yeah. not, we're not McDonald's or yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it's a different level of stress. I bet. I think for me, for, well, just from the kitchens that I've worked in that, um, a dinner rush in a kitchen is a little bit more physically stressful on your body because you're not standing in one spot; you're running around. Yeah, is that but, some is that something you uh, you work well with? Like, are you are, are you able to kind of handle that? Like you said, like a dinner rush. Like, is that something that yeah. you kind of thrive on? Yeah, I think so. Even though at the end of the day, you're like, oh, it's so tiring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, how is that um, during the dinner rush? Is it like a like I just imagine, you know, like a like troops preparing for battle, like just making sure everything's good to go, making sure your your mise en place is is set, all that good stuff, and then like the orders just start coming in and they don't stop for like hours. Is that like yeah? Am I imagining it right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens for some dinner rushes, and you know, as long as you're prepared and you're communicating with your team you can you can get it done and <laughs> it's fun yeah i i read um i mean i don't know i don't know how i feel about anthony bourdain but i read his his uh kitchen confidential book a while back oh, yeah, yeah. and um i remember him describing like what it's like but you know kind of behind the scenes and everything that goes on and everything that goes into play and how you know like you said you really have to rely on your team to get everything done or else it just kind of like falls apart and it's just so much more stressful. Um, that is definitely true. <laughs> and uh, how was working with the team, like um, developing that, that camaraderie? Does it kind of happen over time or is it just kind of like everyone's kind of knows what to do? Um, I think it's different for every kitchen. I, but luckily I've been blessed with every kitchen that I've worked in. It's been, it's a bit, a big family that I've walked into and everybody's been like very, you know, helpful and embracing. And so I, I haven't been in a kitchen situation where I haven't like yet. Do you remember like, uh, your rush, the first kind of rush experience that you had kind of going in and yeah. how, how was that? It was, it was crazy because I'd never really been on the line before. I'd only baked and, the, the chef didn't show up, I think she was sick or something, and 
there was a lot more people in the restaurant than there was supposed to be, and it was just me and the <laughs> owner cooking a whole bunch of breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can't imagine. So cause, it was a little overwhelming. Yeah, yeah but, I bet. Like, I can't imagine, because, you know, I'll cook for me and my wife, and that's like, this is me in the kitchen, but I can't imagine just like, after 20 minutes, I'm done, you know, but like just hours and hours of just like doing it and doing it and doing it. That's got to be such, like you say, it's got to be like a crazy rush, like kind of a, like a sort of an adrenaline high, like you're kind of in a, a state of uh, flow, so to speak, and you just kind of, you get it done. And then once you're done, you're kind of like, you're spent, man. You can't do anything else. Yeah. That's, that's about how it is, but once you're, you're done, then it's um, it's, all, it's cleaning and prepping for the next day. Yeah. So you gotta oh. keep going. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, how much, um, when it comes to baking and things like that, how much time do you spend, like uh, testing desserts and things like that, or how much do you invest a lot of time in that? Um, well, if that's my sole job in the kitchen, like when I was at Wolf Creek, I was only the pastry chef. I didn't work on the line, mm-hmm. so I, I was. So I, I just that my full time baking and making sure things worked. And <laughs> now, uh, did you have a lucky person that would uh, basically test out any any kind of you know confections and and uh, little uh, inventions that you would come up with? Was that or is that just kind of passed out through friends and family? Like just no, I just I just kind of. Go on instinct and create it right there on the spot, and hope it works. Oh, <laughs> and I've been lucky. That's uh, yeah. that's that's very ballsy. That's uh, <laughs> that's very ballsy. Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've made some, and then it just it does not turn yeah. out that way. You have that you have that idea in your head of what this is going to be. Yeah. This is going to be awesome, and then it just does not. It just yeah, tastes it like you know. Uh, yeah, I think I I don't know. I guess I've been blessed with a good cooking and things i don't know yeah um are you the person that people will kind of turn to now like family and friends to to bake stuff and they are you kind of expected to bring a baked dish or something like that to a family function yeah what's uh what's your most um asked for thing to bring They kind of just ask for anything, I guess, depending on the season. Uh, yeah, I guess that pumpkin spice season is no, coming up. It's upon yeah. us. Yeah, it's a pumpkin spice it's, season. It's coming. Oh, I know. I'm waiting for all those pumpkin orders. You got, you got, <laughs> you got, you got your pumpkin beers coming in that you can start uh, yeah. making. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been in for like two months now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to ask, have you ever, um, have you ever had to, uh, do a wedding cake um not a one of those huge professional wedding cakes that you see on tv i really don't like to work with fondant okay i can but it's not my thing (laughs) all right i just wanted because i was gonna say like that that stress level because you 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 i mean on top of your you know your professional this is what you do for a living but on top of that, like this is a wedding, and so there's just a whole like that's that's D Day, that's that's you know that's a huge thing, and I just was wondering like if it, if you'd ever had to do to deal with something like that, you know, with coming up with uh, the perfect wedding cake for the perfect day. 
Kind no, of, luckily yeah. I have not. I've done assorted desserts and stuff for weddings and small wedding cakes, and that's stressful enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your favorite thing to make for yourself? Ooh, I never bake for myself. Really? Wow. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I. I don't know. I. I think that's kind of a lot of how chefs are. They just the last thing they want to do is really cook for themselves. <laughs> yeah. My I, my go to is just go to the store and get a Reese's, and I'm great. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask, like, what's your What's your, like, meal then? Like, yeah. what do you treat yourself with if you don't bake it yourself? Reese's. That's that's a pretty good choice, yeah. I'd say. Reese's. And I love pie, but I don't actually go buy myself a pie. <laughs> now, to kind of keep with that question, what is your favorite... Uh, I guess I would. I guess I'm just asking. What is your favorite craft beer? Maybe if it's in the moment, or if it's your kind of all-time one, your your fall safe, your one you go with all the time. Just one to just kick oh. back and relax. Hmm. Just a drink on its own. Yeah. Just a, you know, you're watching a movie or something, and you're just trying to relax. <sighs> you know, this is going to sound horrible, and I really I love beer, but I'm not a big beer drinker that's that's, that's fine that's neither, totally, <laughs> neither am i she uh, yeah. beans uh bean will eat it he just won't, eat it. I won't, just won't, <laughs> drink, won't it. drink a lot of it i enjoy i enjoy like sampling the different kinds and um i i guess if i was gonna sit down and drink a beer i'd like a sour really really wow yeah cool. <laughs> yeah that was uh but I'm more i like wine okay gotcha yeah oh man um do you have any um future plans for your for your business i mean my dream would to be have a small italian bakery kind of oh okay simple coffees and then i would do the pastries yeah is that uh inspired by your by your um i guess fellowship that you took in italy yeah i think so that that kind of really solidified what I, what i wanted to yeah. have as a shop yeah, that's like I I don't know. That was my favorite. I went to Italy uh, for last last December, and that was like my my favorite part is just like going to the cafe, sipping on like a small cappuccino and just kind of hanging out. Like that whole vibe. Mm-hmm. You don't really you don't see that too much here, and uh, that was kind of one of my favorites. The uh, are are you hoping to to stay? local to Ventura is that is that like your overall goal is to just kind of do it locally here or would you you know be opposed to traveling opening up a shop like in LA or or you know somewhere nearby but are you trying to stay more close to Ventura Ventura County I I love Ventura um and if I was to open up a shop somewhere else it would probably be around a a smaller town by the beach Kind of more away from the big city. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I do love New York. Really? And I don't think I would open up a shop there. Yeah, I would just work there. But uh, I love. Yeah. Have you? Uh, did you live there, or did you just visit? I visited. Um, my cousin lives there, and I was there for two weeks, and I fell in love with the city. Oh, I've, I've never been. What What do you love about it so much? It's just there's so much going on. There's sure just and there's 
somebody singing or there's somebody showing their artwork or there's some new food going on and it's there's there's so much life in that city yeah i'll go check that out someday but um <laughs> uh how much um do you have a lot of time left or are we no i can't i have to go soon okay but, um, <laughs> I, I know you said you uh you, we were messing each other but um uh, before we let you go, I just want to say thank you again for you know giving us some of your time. I know you're super busy, and I just kind of want to acknowledge that uh, if you know if anyone wants to okay. listen, uh, check out her Instagram. Um, your work ethic is just you know really inspirational because you're always doing something. So it, it takes a lot to follow your passion. So I just kind of want to acknowledge you for that. And uh, oh, thank you. Uh, if you ever want to actually um, come stop by and talk to us a little bit more, you're more than welcome to. Um, but other than that, I don't have yeah, any... definitely. Once I get my schedule all sorted out and stuff i can stop by awesome yeah that'd be Um, great so uh, we'll let you go ahead and let you go but again thank you very much and uh is there anything you would like to plug on social media or your business or anything like that um i guess just check out if people are interested in beer desserts (laughs) (laughs) check out my my um yeah my facebook page or my instagram and See if that's something they'd like. <laughs> All right. And uh, again, we'll definitely tag you and uh, we'll let you know when the episode comes out. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for awesome. Being thank on. you so much. Have a good night.
that uh that was uh Malavarez with the song Japanese Moon. Um and before that was of course Anastasia Chavez, um our phone interview with her and uh when we post a link to to Pod to Do Confections and, and where you can find her uh her stuff, it it while we personally well, I personally have not had any of her stuff, it all looks absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially all her craft beer influence or infused yeah. baked goods look fucking terrific. So when uh I, I initially started first following her on Instagram and um that was like I was like, Oh man, she makes up craft beer. Like this is when she was working at Barrel House. And ever since then, I kind of followed, kind of followed her through the social medias, and finally, it was kind of cool to, to actually have a conversation with her, which is uh, one of the first times that's ever happened to me, where like you follow someone on social media, and then like you actually meet the person, and or kind of meet the person. Have you ever? Well, you can well, you get in contact with bands that way and stuff uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, I've, I've I've come in contact with some with 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 bands that way, and and um. And I've actually met a couple people uh, that were in bands that we, you know, yeah, that's right. and, and, and I mean, that's how we became, um, you know, connected with, with uh, Matt from Rat House and, yeah, and, and uh, you know, <clears throat> um, uh, we, you kind of did that with, uh, with, um, with Jesse from pop-up yoga, no? Like you kind of, yeah, that's true. And, well, yeah, cause I had gone to the actual pop-up yogas and I actually, I guess I I knew about pop up yoga beforehand, and then I went had a I went to a few of her classes, and then so I guess I kind of knew her a little bit. Yeah. She recognized me, so that was kind of a cool thing. But yeah, I felt super weird. I I don't like soliciting; like I it's super uncomfortable. But you you know if you want people to talk to you, you kind of have to, and that's that's what sucks. And the same thing with like self promoting. Yeah. When uh. Like a lot of people at the gym, when they hear about the everything about podcast, like, oh, you have a podcast? I was like, yeah. I mean, it's my my friend and I. We do it. Yeah. I don't really. I just feel weird talking about it. I feel weird, kind yeah. of like, hey, you should check this. I don't know. Because uh, Matt Matt's brought it up a couple times. Like he'll be like, hey, uh, you know, when you post an episode, um, do you think you can maybe ask the bands that you play, like, hey, would you mind reposting this? And just yeah, like going out, and out and like, I don't like asking people for stuff. I, it's and just. I, it's one of those things, and we've we've talked about it with bands that we've had on, where they agree. Also, it's like it's a weird thing, but yeah. you kind of have to do it. And and I mean, like, like as far as like throwing myself out there, I'm I'm fine with that. Like all like you know, all any of the bands that I play on here, I get their permission first. You know, I I speak to them either through instant messenger or, or Instagram messenger or an email. But like, I will not play a band on here that I don't have permission to play. Yeah. It's just my person. I can get away with it if I want. But it's my personal little policy. So because of that, I always got to be like, hey, my name is Steve. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the Everything Bagel podcast. We're a podcast out of Ventura. Um, you know, I really like your music and I would like to play it on my show, but I want your permission first. Is that OK? And then I'd say eight out of ten times I'll get a response back. And ninety nine percent of the time it's like, fuck, yeah, go for it. Yeah. But like every once in a while I won't get something, you, you know, it. I just won't get anything or I'll get ghosted or, you know, but like I. I don't feel bad doing that, but it's like, hey, you should check out my pot. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> like that. It's just, it, it, I like it, how you it, had to add like a little bit of like a little bit of attitude, or yeah, you know, a little bit of yeah, like hey, you should to totally it. check out my podcast, man. Fucking, you know, like yeah. I just don't, I don't like doing that. 
and I felt especially weird because uh, Anastasia, she's you know she's a very pretty girl, yeah, and you know I'm sure like any young single female that's you know attractive or any young single any female, female period any female period you get a lot of weird stuff sliding in your DM yeah. you get a um, lot of from creeps dudes yeah. yeah and I when I was messaging her I I kind of felt like ah, I fucking I feel like I'm not I hope I'm not pushing too much yeah because I don't want to you know yeah, I would like you don't to, know her yeah exactly. and you don't want to come off as a creep it's just like hey you want to come sit down with us and talk for a while yeah at my apartment <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully she's yeah. you know she was super cool and she was she, very nice she found out we're not weirdos or anything yeah. like that so uh <laughs> anyway yeah. that's just something i wanted to, yeah that was something to bring up that was yeah so like i, I just like when we got you know month a month like i haven't heard anything from it uh so i'm pretty sure it's bullshit but like we got nominated for a ventura county music award for like a talk show category I have not. I posted about it the one time when we got nominated. I got. I posted about it and I said, "Hey, th- we this happened. It's pretty cool. Vote for us if you want." Since then, I have not said a word about it, and I have not heard a word about it. So, it's, and I just like I don't. Yo, fuck, we put us in for fucking yeah, yeah. best talk show with the best of. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, I just it's not my thing, man. But uh. Last night we uh, the two of us had a, a very nice sushi dinner together. Um, you know, once in a while we like to kind of have a bro date and and go have dinner somewhere where it's Thai food, sushi, blah blah blah. We had sushi last night. Um, I'm wearing the same shirt that I was wearing last night. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I it's a Candice LeRae shirt. She's my favorite wrestler, and um, she or she has nothing to do with her actually, but um. I put the shirt on to go to dinner, and then when I got home, I just put my PJs on. So, like, I just hung the shirt back up because okay. it literally got used for an hour. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna wear it again." Today. I I, and, I follow the same policy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't. It, well, what? Like half a day? Then okay, I'll wash it. And all that. <laughs> yeah. but like, well, I was literally. If I'm sweaty, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm I was out and about for like two hours last night, and, and it was, was like, it was cold. It was, it chilly. was cold. It was a nice cold sushi restaurant. <laughs> so, it's not like we were fucking so good. Dude. We went to work out so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna wear it again today at, at least earn the washing it's gonna get you know <laughs> so but uh we were watching uh behind bean there was a college football game on and uh so the 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 big issue right now in in sports and politics and everything is is uh colin kaepernick the yeah. quarterback for the san francisco 49ers he has not been standing and putting his hand over his heart for the Pledge of Allegiance. He's been basically protesting the Pledge of Allegiance. And it and it's for whatever reason he wants to do it, that's mm-hmm. the way that's why he wants to yeah. you know, it's his right to do that thing, you know. So, but, you know, as expected, it's it's uh it's just garnered quite yeah, yeah. quite the attention. And uh the majority of it is negative attention, mm-hmm. of course. Doesn't Stop the fact that his jersey is the number one jersey being sold in America right now. So, you know, take that for what you want. But I brought it up a little bit last night, and I kind of wanted to talk about it today. But, like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of hearing about it one way or the other. I just, like, let the guy do his thing and just don't worry about it. Like, 
I, I understand if you're mad. I get it. You know, you mm-hmm. think he's disrespectful, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But he obviously thinks there's a problem. And so this is his way of, of bringing attention to it. He's not, you know, spitting in someone's face. Yeah, I, I told you, like, he's not burning the flag. He's, he's not, not, yeah, he's not crazy. bringing a flag out there, burning it on uh, live TV, yeah. and then wiping his ass with it. He's, you know, this is his little silent protest. I just, I think the media's, they're making it worse by oh, yeah. constantly. It's, it's, it's the next, it's just the, the, the next thing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's always like little. Oh, did you hear about this? Yeah. And that's just going to distract you from whatever. And, and uh, you, that's, what, that's all it is. And and since then, there have been other athletes that have come out and yeah. kind of done their own little thing. You know, there was a, uh, I forget, I forget her name and I'm, I feel really bad, but um, she's a soccer player. I think she's a goalie. Um, she's, uh, she's done it. She's been kneeling during it. Uh, I believe she still puts her hand over her heart, but yeah. she just kneels. Now, I wonder if this is in support of Kaepernick's. Um, I think it, right I, to you know do what he wants to, or yeah. if this is in support of what he sat down for, you know. Like, that's yeah, I think it's uh, is, it, is her name Wombach, Ali Wombach, something I, like that. She's a uh, wrong I, guy, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was basically kind of kind of joining Kaepernick, yeah. and, you know, saying like because she's uh, she's um, she's lesbian, she's gay. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a part of a oppressed minority, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, it's her kind of it's her way of to kind of join with Kaepernick and, and in his protest, you know, and kind of do what she, you know, do the, say what she's got to say. Yeah. But, you know, like like it's just what what it makes me laugh and it irritates the shit out of me because like there's guys that I work with that like are like fucking fucking pissed about it like they're just like they spend way too much time thinking about this thing and it's just like like as if that was their son or something yeah. you know like it's just it's unbelievable how fucking worked up people are getting over this thing and i i just i find it interesting and that's why i wanted to talk about it a little bit but like i've and i've also thought it was like you are a member of the military mm-hmm. you you know you've been since fucking 18 yeah you know and uh like, what did someone like you think about? I don't want to put you on the spot or nothing. Oh no! But like, uh, well, first let me just—I have to kind of say this. I'm. This is just my opinion. I'm not in no way the voice of you know the military or the branch that I'm a part of. This is just kind of me. Uh, I, I just don't give a shit. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, it's it's great. I mean, he wants to do that. He wants to bring. Here's the thing: like he wants to bring attention to something that already has attention to it, so you're not really helping. I I feel like okay, yes, there are um, racial injustices in this country. Fucking duh, yeah, yeah, of course. However, you know, doing that may bring attention, but I don't feel it's it's helping the situation whatsoever. Um, if anything, you're just pitting people against each other even more. And if, I mean, if you really want to do something about what you have an issue with, then fucking roll up your sleeves and do something. You know, use your your economic status to to help people or you know whatever else. Um, that's how, how I feel. Like I I don't really give a shit. I didn't really pay much attention. I was like, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh man, that's crazy. I didn't get riled up. I didn't mm-hmm. be like, that guy should just fucking leave the country then, man. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. If you don't like America, like, get yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> you like America, you can. Yeah. 
but yeah, I didn't. I didn't give a shit about it either way. I respect, like I said, his right. That's his right yeah. to do that. And, he's know, a he's a taxpaying yeah. member of society. That's and like here's the thing. Like I've gone to some sporting events, and there's plenty of people that don't fucking get up during the national anthem. Uh, I believe it's mostly out of laziness. Ninety nine point nine percent of people that watch the fucking game at home, I guarantee you, <laughs> they, they ain't standing up. Down. And so, yeah, yeah. I, it's just I saw it. Do you remember the uh, the ice bucket challenge? Oh uh, yes, of course. I, that's how I see it. It's like it's just the next, you know, six week thing that's going to get everyone's attention for a little bit before the next thing happens. Fucking. A month from now, probably even now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I totally yeah. forgot about that. It's not going to last. It's not going to – we're going to be right back where we fucking started. You know, again, if you want to cause change, you know, do something, mm-hmm. it, there's an action. And that's what irritates me is the people with the loudest voices or biggest opinions, they just talk for the sake of talking. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't do – there's no action behind that talking. Yeah. And that's what, that's what irritates me. And you know, for the most part, at work there were there was a little bit of bickering or anything like that. But I didn't join in because I was like, yeah, uh, it's not worth my fucking time, uh, dude. Because this last this last um, weekend, the one that passed us six seven days ago, uh, was the opening week of the NFL mm-hmm. season. And uh, so, like you know, and I don't. I've said it on this podcast before, but I don't get as involved in sports as I used to. Like I used, it used to affect my day. Like it used to, <laughs> yeah, like <I> remember. <laughs> it used to like negatively affect my day or positively, you know, de- depending on you know the outcome. But I just don't care that much anymore. Like it, you know, I'm a giant. I've been a San Francisco Giants fan since I was a kid. Uh, I was a St. Louis Rams fan. I became a, a St. Louis Rams fan about six years ago. And, uh, you know, so they're in L.A. now. That's great. I finally have an L.A. team to cheer for, you know. And, uh, and But, like, I don't care if they lose. I don't care if they win. It's just, it's it's something I can watch for a couple hours and and, and hang out. It's entertaining. And even more so, um, so you know, Football Sunday is a big deal in my family. So my whole family gets together and we barbecue and we eat and we talk and bullshit that's the thing I get the most enjoyment out of. Like, that's what I care more about is like, Oh, I get to go and hang out with my uncles all day and, and have a couple beers, have some fucking food, you know, yell at the TV, yell at each other. It's, it's just, it's fun. But like right before the game started on, on Sunday, I was like, Hey, so are we all going to stand up and, and, <laughs> and take our hats off and uh, put our hands over our heart. And like, everybody just kind of looked at me and I was like, no, we're not. Well then shut the fuck up about us. <laughs> And then and it was like, whoa, hey, man. And I was like, I'm so sick and fucking tired of hearing about it. And then like, and then, but that was it. And then everybody just kind of went on, on with their, yeah. with their shit. But this will be in the episode. This will be in the, uh, remember the, the VH1? Like, I remember the, 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 the <laughs> yeah, yeah. this whole thing will be in that episode whenever it comes out. The, you know? the teens, I yeah. guess, whatever. I love the te- yeah I love the teens I love or, the teens uh, yeah I it's dumb yeah I don't whatever man you want to sit down sit down I don't care but uh, speaking of sports my son just started uh, soccer this is his first sport this is his first uh, mm-hmm. team team sport that he's ever you know he's five so um he is part of the AYSO VIP league which is a league for special needs kids and it is 
such a beautiful thing. He's like, he's learning how to play with a team. There's only like five or six kids in it right now. So it's mostly just like they get together and they run drills Mm -hmm. and they just like get to have fun. But like, it's, it's great. And he fucking loves his coaches. He's fucking like hugs all over him all hour. And he just, but like he gets along with the kids in his, on his team. All the uh, like volunteer coaches and stuff like that are really cool. All the other parents are really cool. It's just a, it's a really fun. I was dreading starting like sports with my son, you know, like I, I just, cause I see how some fucking parents get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, when you played sports as a kid yeah. too. And I was just about to say that where like, yeah, I'm sure in that kind of league, the parents are just so grateful that for the, that their kids are out, you know, doing that. Yeah. That you don't get the sideline dad like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah, that's a so. bullshit call. What? Because because the field that my son plays on, I have to pass like three or four other like games. Yeah. I'm like walking, but you know, around them to get to where my son's gonna be. And I heard, I would hear that, and these kids are like fucking <laughs> nine, and it's just like, get to the middle. What the fuck? Get like, head out of your yeah, ass. Like, like the middle of the field's over there. What are you doing? And then the guy's like shaking his head, throwing his hands up. It's like, they're fucking nine, dude. Like, it, it, it just, like, I hate, I can't stand stage parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, like, I can't fucking stand that. It bugs the fuck out of me. And and it's one thing, that was one thing I went to therapy for, dude. I just was like, I don't want to be that fucking yeah. kind of parent, you know, and I'm afraid. And, and, uh, and. So like it's so fucking cool to to go to this field and to see my son play with like five or six other kids and they're all laughing and having fun and the coaches are fucking cool and there's volunteer kids that are like teenagers mm-hmm. that they wear like little volunteer shirts and they help the kids and and it's just it's fucking great all the parents are super cool we have a snack schedule it's like like all that hippy dippy shit where like everybody's a winner <laughs> yeah. and like everybody gets like that's that's what it is dude and I love it I don't I, it's just fucking great. Oh man, that's funny. And so like, like today it was just it was cool, and and like to see my son do something and be good at it, and yeah. it's just it's fucking awesome. It's, what it's, it's really um, cool. did was that like your decision or Liz's decision or just something that came up? Or? Liz, Liz brought it up because Liz is uh, my beautiful and talented wife. Liz uh, is infinitely smarter than I am. She's infinitely more observant than I am, and she brought it to my she was like hey um i think it i think it was through easter seals through the the where some of our it was either them or addison the other company that the, the other organization that helps with sam's therapy uh-huh. they they kind of brought it to her attention like hey there's a there's a soccer league that you know it's called it's it's ayso you know so it's kid soccer league but it's it's called the vip and it's for special needs kids and they learn how to play soccer she was like they brought it to me today and they gave me a flyer and um, it's 50 bucks and you know, they get their own ball and they blah, blah, blah. And she was kind of explaining it all to me. And, and she was like, do you think Sam would be able to do that? I was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's try it. If he doesn't like it, we just won't do it, mm-hmm. you know, but he fucking loves it. But she, she brought it to us and or I think she brought it to my attention and she was like, and for me at this point, anything that's going to get his fucking energy out, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it, dude. Like anything, so like it's for that one hour. He's just back and forth, back and forth, and and uh, it's it's bitching. It's real cool. And like the 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 head guy, I'm I'm blanking on what his name is right now. I feel bad, but um, he's very passionate about it. He's the head of the soccer in that organization, and 
you know, he got kind of emotional talking about it last week and, and he was just like, you know, this, this means a lot to me. I have a nephew that, that has a, uh, you know, a developmental di- disorder and, and, you know, like I, when I became the head guy of, of this organization, I fought to bring the VIP league back. And I, I really fought to, to have this for kids that can't play in a normal yeah, league, yeah. you know? And he was like very, you know, he had to kind of stop a couple times cause he was getting choked up and, and like, and I told you last night, like <laughs> I was just sitting there. Luckily I had my glasses on and I was just, Keep it I was breathing heavy Keep it together. cause, cause like <laughs> I'm on the verge of crying all day and it's just like small shit like small little things that have to do with with kids like i can't watch make a wish stuff anymore i can't <laughs> watch that shit dude it'll fucking make me just like uh because like espn used to they have make a wish week yeah and they'll do that thing where they're like a kid loves the miami dolphins and so like the miami dolphins will bring this kid and his family to a game gets to go back to the locker room gets a bunch of signed stuff he gets to take pictures and the kid's like you know having a blast the parents are fucking bawling. I can't watch that shit anymore. It just, <laughs> it makes me so, it's, it's, but it's not out of like, I can't watch it because it's so sad. It's yeah, like, it's I like, can't watch it because this kid is living a dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the middle of a nightmare. It gets and, the awful of feels. Yeah. And I just can't do it, man. And so like, so, but I have that, like, I have the, the start of a tickle in my throat yeah, like yeah. all day. Like just. <laughs> Any little thing like that will just be like I can't watch this anymore. Oh, God. So so like when my when the coach was kind of getting emotional, I was like, oh fucking come on, dude, just just hold it together, man. I can't like I can't do this it's right like, now. Should have just got your phone and yeah. zoned out for a second. Like yeah, you almost done talking. Like I almost I almost just kind of walked away and, like, <laughs> and you know and just and blamed it on my anxiety. But but uh, but you know so it was it's just it's been fucking it's been so fucking fun. You know, it, we're two weeks in, you know, and like, it's just, it's great. It's just, it's, it's really, really cool. And I didn't think it was going to be this cool. I didn't think it was going to be like, you know, I see a couple people I know at the fields that they're there with their kids. And it's, it's also a reminder of how fucking old we're getting. Mm. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to be 32 coming up here in the next summer. And, uh, true. and it, it's just like, I never thought we'd get this far. Yeah, so like it's just it's it's a whole like list of things, but but uh, AYSO man, you get you get, they got a, they got a good thing going. Who'd have thought? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish I. Looking back now, I probably uh, youth sports probably would have done me a, a very well. Yeah. Um, uh, not because well, I was a super fat kid, but that probably would have helped too. But I have like horrible and anybody that kind of knows who I am and has kind of been around me knows i i can be very very awkward in social situations where i just get just super quiet i just mm-hmm. kind of hang back and do my own thing because hey the, the talking to the people is just i don't know how to do it like the small talk yeah i'm not very good at it at all so uh doing that i'm sure is definitely going to help you know his social skills and you know develop develop him very well so i mean anything like that's going to do a kid really good yeah like there's uh he his therapist that comes to our house every day, uh, the young kid, his name's Isaiah. He's fucking, he's a great guy. He, um, him and my wife will go, they'll walk down to my nonna's house. My nonna has a big backyard and they'll play soccer with him and they'll just kick the ball back and forth. So like the first week when we took him, he was like already controlling the ball with his feet a little bit, you know? Oh, he, yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe he'll 
fucking maybe he'll be good at this and maybe he'll want to keep doing it so at this point it's just like trying to nurture whatever he yeah yeah whatever he connects whatever with. he's connecting with which right now it looks like it's music and and you know so far this he fucking loves legos which is driving me insane have you stepped on one yet i haven't stepped on one but i've had to build like two or three big old fucking things <laughs> and it's Fucking, they're really intricate nowadays, it, dude. It's like it's <laughs> really, yeah. it's really fucking. It's ridiculous. Like there was this one, this like samurai island thing that he that my wife bought for him, and I would love for I, if he continues to play with Legos. That's fucking great because at least that helps you with your imagination. It helps yeah. you build shit, and and you know I played with Legos when I was a kid. I'm sure you did. Oh, totally. And and, and uh, and it's it's great. But like the sets, the actual sets, like. Fuck me! They're just there's so many, and like what he'll do is he he gets so amped is he'll just open the bag and pour them on the on the on the floor, which is great. But he 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 pours them on the carpet, so it's like little fucking. Oh, little, you're like losing shit. I'm like losing crap. And I'm trying to find it, and it does he. Uh, this is what I imagine more like. You spend just a, a good amount of time building this thing, and he gets it. And he's like, yeah, and then it's like in pieces later no, on. No, you know what? Surprisingly, no, he's. <laughs> He is very careful when, like, oh, really? when we when we build him something, whether it's me or his mom. His mom's built him a couple little motorcycle things. Uh, he is very careful with those. Like oh. with the other toys, he'll throw them and yeah, yeah. you know whatever. But it's just I don't know if he realizes like, okay, my dad just spent like an hour <laughs> yeah. building this. This thing. is fragile. Like <laughs> I don't want, I don't want it. So, and surprisingly, he's a lot of that shit's been kept intact. So like. You know, mm. I got to give him that credit. That's he's he's very considerate to <laughs> to my time. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard yeah. a a guy I work with. I was yeah. talking to him because he had a he has a Lego DeLorean from Back to the oh, Future. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, he's told me like where he healed. His kids are pretty young though. They're mm-hmm. they're like uh, four maybe, and he they just had a baby about a year ago, or his wife had a baby. And uh, he would tell me, like, yeah, I built these things, and I just find it just smashed later on, yeah. so I just stopped doing that. <laughs> Cause it's, and I told Liz, it's, it's like, defeating a little the, bit. the last time, because, like, the, the last thing I built in that little samurai island thing, like, it's kind of, it is a little fragile, like, in certain places, like, if you know. And I was telling her, like, maybe maybe we should start to glue the shit together. Uh, like, you'd you be know. like, did you watch the Lego movie? No, I didn't. What? Uh, my son has over and over and over again, but oh, I haven't, man, I haven't dude, watched it. It's a good movie. The actual Lego movie, not yeah. like the little, like the Lego Batman. No, no, things. like the actual Lego movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't. Like, oh, dude, it's so good. Is it? All right. That's the out. Chris Pratt and all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to. Ch- I'm pretty sure at some point I'm gonna be yeah. checking that out. Uh, get into a song. Yeah, sure. Um, we're playing another friend of the show right now. Um, it is uh the band Coastlands from Portland, Oregon. They are great guys, and they just released a new album, and uh, this song is called Ghost of Neskowin. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And it's off their new album uh, to be found. The album is called to be found by coastlands. Uh, this song is called uh, ghost of Neskowin. I hope you enjoy it.
All right. Again, that was Coastlands with with Ghost of Neskowin. God damn it. And uh, that was off. That was off their brand new record that just came out not too long ago. It's called To Be Found. Coastlands.bandcamp.com. It's fucking great. The the album is a album of the year contender, just like most of everything that they've made. So uh, please check them out. They're great. Um, during our uh, little mandate we had last night, um, well, actually, let's take it back a couple of days prior to that. Um, your wife was cutting my hair as she yeah. normally does, and um, she kind of dropped a fucking bomb on me <laughs> while uh, while I was in the chair. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, and um, and she's you know, not pregnant. Or so it, it, you know, yeah, that's that's not the bomb that's that we're talking bomb. about. It, um, <clears throat> but uh. Yeah, so we you know last night when we had we had dinner like I I didn't want to text you about it I I it took me a while to text you that night that I did text uh, you like so uh you know <laughs> yeah but like because I I didn't know how you were feeling about it uh, so I didn't want to just be I didn't want to just bring it up mm-hmm. you know and then so I was just like I fought for like a half an hour like right. Should I text him with something? Like, <laughs> he's got to know that I know because because yeah. you know well, you, you said, said like, Sam. Should I tell him? Like, yeah, go ahead, tell him. Sam kind of asked for permission to 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 tell me, being your best friend. So like, so that I didn't want to just be like, so uh, what the fuck, bro? Because <laughs> I you know I'm sure this is a big fucking deal, and this is a you know this is a this is a this is a cha- a situation changer for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. and and so like. Like it was hard for me to, and it, but last night we were able to kind of sit for a little, like an hour and kind of talk about it at dinner and stuff like that. So I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it today. Yeah, we can just bring it up. I mean, whoever listens to the show that knows us personally probably knows, or are you going to know at some point? Um, I, I'm not going to get in any trouble for saying any of this stuff. So uh, I basically I got uh, tasked uh, this come this past week. It was up in the air for a little bit. If it was yes or no, but I. Um, I'm going to be going for to Honduras uh, for work for about a six-month period. Yeah, so it was um, – I mean, nobody likes leaving. So at first I was like, God damn it. Because I've, I've been deployed uh, a handful of times, uh, like five, probably like five times. And I'm kind of used to it, but it has, it's been a while. Um, last time I deployed was probably beginning of – 2011 i want to say and uh that was my last one so if anything i'm, I'm kind of due you know yeah. it's been about five years so uh i felt oh i feel okay about it now yeah um there are definitely worse places to be uh other than honduras so and i'm uh, looking forward to all the opportunities and you know that comes with that it'll be you know good for my career and i get to do a lot of shit while i'm out there of course you know leaving always sucks and you know Sam and I just got married, uh, fucking like six months ago, so this will definitely be a test to that. Um, and this is, you know, I didn't, you know, uh, bamboozle her or hoodwink her. She this she knew that this is kind of the part of the deal. Yeah, this comes uh, with the territory. Yeah, being married to to a person like myself, army so, wife shit, bro. Yeah, so she took it very well. Uh, with that first night when I told her, I was probably more weepy than she was because. I mean, I I kind of feel like I'm fine. You know, I'm gonna be yeah. okay, but I didn't know how she was gonna take every, you know, take the news. So I was kind of more worried for her. And of course, I'm gonna miss her. And you know, what are you gonna do? But um, 
We got to be like uh, Beyonce, man. Just make lemonade out of these lemons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to go. But yeah, uh, I don't know what this is going to do for the show. Um, I, I kind of spitballed with Steven a bit last night because I would like to continue recording stuff. But it would just have to be me, like remote uh, recordings yeah. off my phone or Out something in the like jungles that. Jungles of Honduras. Yeah, talking about you know what I've done that week or things I've thought about. Uh, Which I think, uh, me personally, I think that would be really cool. Just to see, so you can come with me on this journey, people. Yeah. It, what it, the it, fuck's it's going on? It's almost like a, a I don't want to say diary, but like a, it's a journal. It's yeah. a it's a it's an audio journal. So uh, I I may do that. I need to buy a mic for my phone or maybe for my laptop and. Would be anything crazy, maybe like 15, 20 minutes of your time if you want to see what the fuck I'm doing or what I'm up to or what I'm thinking about. And uh, yeah, that's kind of why we, the only thing I can contribute from from that far away. But um, looking forward to it. Uh, a good friend of ours, Dave, he was there a few years back. And he said nothing but good things about the assignment. And anyone I've talked to recently that's gone, they say the same thing. So it's uh, definitely going to be going to be something yeah it's going to be something and uh as far as this show i don't know what's going to happen to it because yeah i'm well, I'm sure we'll record at least one or two times before you you take off but like well for the biggest one is i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to she's dead yeah that's <sighs> so like i i, I <laughs> you know that's we just got through season one where that 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 episode by the time this airs probably yeah would have already episode. aired the, the season one finale, so like I don't know what what I'm gonna do with that. Um, I don't even know if I'll be able to record because my laptop. So um, I might have to take Matt up on just fucking driving down to fucking Fullerton or wherever the fuck well, he lives you know. and 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 uh, record a couple episodes while I'm down there and then just have him release them. Do what he does. Yeah, and so like I don't. I, like I said, there's so many different things. Yeah, that I mean, we just kind of—it'll it'll all work out, and we'll do what we can yeah. to keep pushing out stuff, whatever it is. Yeah. So you know, but like, uh, but like that whole thing, the, the the podcast part of it really means dick to me. It's just making sure that you are okay, and yeah. and you know, Sam is going to be all right. And like we talked about last night, there's a huge support system of people. That, yeah, exactly. That are uh, you know. When when I told her, I was like, you know, silver lining, man, is it's better you I do this now compared to like we move to middle of fucking nowhere. We mm-hmm. don't know anybody, and then you're like really yeah. like alone. It's just you, and, yeah, it's just <laughs> you, you and, the, and dog. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, both our families are here, all of our friends are here, and whoever has found out so far has got nothing but you know give their support to her. So she's gonna be just yeah. fine. I mean, yeah, it's. There, there's going to be shit to it because we're going to miss each other tremendously and I'm going to miss a lot of, well, pretty much all the holidays. But, uh, you know, we just got to do what we can. We yeah. gotta, you know, we can either dwell on the bad shit and have a shitty time or you can accept that bad shit's going to happen. It's been, said, it's been said on here before. Just try to make it better. Uh, you got to be in control of your controllables. Yeah, man. Nothing we can do. So I'm going to try and get jacked and shredded as fuck (laughs) (laughs) off the fucking banana diet off of Honduras it'll be a fucking shitload of potassium Um, no for for my sake at least there's uh, I've already kind of looked at where I'm where I'm going and what's available there's a lot of volunteer opportunities I'm looking forward to uh, to getting being a part of and like I didn't I didn't get a chance to we didn't really talk break into that part of it much last night but 
when you say volunteer, you mean like volunteer within the, the villages and, and, and little yeah, cities and, there's and a, stuff? there's a lot of stuff you can do. Unlike other, de- I mean, any other deployments I've been on, when it's, I, I can, I've never, never been, but I compare it to prison because you're on this place and you can't fucking leave for six months. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot leave, go outside these gates unless you're on like a special sort of a, um, assignment. So what is there to do? Like prison, you fucking work out, you eat, and you go to work. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, that's what a lot of people do. There's you know stuff to do inside the base to keep you um, entertained and for morale purposes. But for the most part, you're confined to that to the inside of that that fence. However, for this uh, assignment, you can go off base, and yeah, like you said, you can go to villages, uh, schools to just interact with the kids and help out, volunteer there. There's a Habitat for Humanity where they do construction and shit like that, so you can help out. There's also a really one I'm looking forward to doing is uh, every month or so they they go on a hike and they load you up with a bunch of food and um, supplies, and you hike out to these like isolated villages and you provide the shit to them and you come back. So uh, a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to being involved in, and like I said, it's going to be good for both of us, for myself and Sam. It's going to allow us to grow a little bit. On our own, you know, I have no worries about us because yeah, we're pretty solid. I feel, but uh, yeah, that, I'm, that's I don't think I'm not there's, worried a, about that. there's a worry about that. That's uh, um, um goddamn, I had something in my head that you were because you were talking about going on like the hikes to, um, that's what it was. You were talking about like going on the hikes to the the villages and dropping off supplies and that, that kind of stuff. Are, are there a lot of... I'm not familiar, very familiar with Honduras. Is there a lot of, like, architecture out there? Or, like, like I, temples or I no pyramids idea. or anything like yeah, that? That's I, I might sound incredibly fucking arrogant or ignorant right now asking that. But, like, is there a lot of, like, landmarks, you know? Like, the stuff you no can go clue. see? Yeah, I have no idea. Because, um, I mean, that part, for me, would be like, oh, well, that at least, you know, at least I get to do this. and, and Yeah, I mean, I'm and, sure there's going to be stuff to see, things to experience. I've heard a lot of good things. Again, I'll hopefully record, you know, my my outgoings and things like that. And I'll take my camera, my GoPro, and see what I can record and hopefully post that on the, on the social medias. Start that YouTube, bro. Start that YouTube video of me just... Sitting in my room, crying a little bit, and you know what that tends to happen <laughs> in deployments. It's that like, it's that I just I I the way I see it like, it's a night it's a night vision right, and, and like <laughs> you're in your you're in your your room and you're you're sitting there in front of the camera, and then it just does that like you edit it in a way where it just cuts to different emotions like you're fucking you're you're pacing back and forth in your room and you're just like i don't fucking know about this and fuck what the fuck and then you're it cuts to you like clutching your knees and you're just fucking crying (laughs) and then it's just like it's just and then it just cuts to you just downing like a bottle of vodka or something like that it's just like all these different emotions i just that's gonna be so fucking funny oh dude it's it's gonna be good yeah um i was thinking about it uh you know, I got the news, and I was kind of thinking about the things that always happen, and I kind of like I like to share the things I always do when I when I go on a trip like this. Is that first essential takeoff when I leave, like when the plane takes off, I feel the, the wheels coming off the ground. Mm-hmm. I always look out the window and I take just like a deep, massive breath as like as a sort of meditation to prepare. Like, all right, this is the fucking beginning of it, mm-hmm. and then. 
when I'm when I come home, you know, whatever amount of time later, when those wheels touch the ground when I fucking land home, I do the exact same thing and like, oh, fuck, it's over. Like I can do you exhale. I've never I've always done that. I don't know why, but that's one of the things I've always done. Do you think uh do you kind of look at it as a way of cuz the way I would look at it if I was ever in that situation is like you said you're, you know, you take a deep breath and like you're letting go of this stage of your life. Yeah. Cuz I mean 6 months away, that's a, a, that's a that's a changer. That's yeah, a, yeah. you know, you're not going to be the same person coming back that you were when you left. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, you know, not to an extent where you're just going to be fucking Frank Castle or anything, but like, <laughs> but you're going to, you know, you're going to experience some shit while you're there yeah, and you're, exactly. you're going to be a different person. You're going to learn more. You're going to be, you know, so like you're basically saying goodbye to like, yeah, maybe I've that, heard you know, it's like, yeah, it's and like, then when you're coming back, it's just like, now you're this new, mm-hmm. new and improved person, you yeah. know, like there, you've, you've been through so much in the six months and seen so many things. And, uh, you know, luckily I've, you know, I guess I've, I've done this, a handful of times already. So I already know how things usually roll. You know, when I come back, like you said, I'm not the same person. Mm-hmm. Sam's not going to be the same person. Um, she's going to be used to me being gone. So she's going to have her own system of how things work around the household. And I'm going to come in and essentially kind of fuck that up. Like, yeah. in a, you know, I'm home, yeah. but I'm fucking up your groove. Like the way you had things running and it, it's, it's going to cause issues and it, you know, it always does. But, um, I always feel like that's a big thing that people um, outside of the military don't understand because, uh, you know, I've, I've seen um, like a lot of marriages just go south because of the person's home. And it's kind of like, well, you're home now. You think everything would be fantastic. You yeah. know what I mean? But a lot of people don't understand that there's a big reintegration that t- needs to take place to make that welcome home um I don't know. I can't think of a word, but good. You know, yeah, I mean? like, it, it, you're, you're not going to clash over like what the fuck? Why are you putting salt in this cupboard? Yeah. It used to be in this fucking cupboard. Yeah, and like just things like that. So luckily, I'm you know I'm kind of experienced in this sort of thing. So, uh, and Sam is like probably the easiest person to fucking get along with. So, um, I think that's a really big important thing to put out there too. It's just like it's a whole it's a whole thing for anybody that's experienced it mm-hmm. or knows somebody. You know, it's it's a whole fucking thing. And, uh, oh man, there's another point I was going to talk about. <sighs> but like, oh yeah. When I, when I get there, I always know like, and I, I did this last time and I'm not ashamed to, to admit this because it's funny because about this, well, not later in the year. Remember I took off to Texas last year yeah. for six weeks and, uh, I drove there for, for some, uh, course I had to take. And I remember, Getting into getting into the room like two days later, I'd settled everything down. I had unpacked everything, and I just sat down in the bed, and like the weight of the fact that I'm not going to see you know everyone for six weeks, and I'm going to be away from Sam for that long, mm-hmm. it it hit me, and dude, I just fucking cried for like a good five ten minutes. I fucking cried, not like like, yeah. but like tears were were coming out and. That's just one of the things I I, I feel is going to happen as well. It's just and it's just part of how I cope with it, and it's going to suck for the first couple of weeks. Then you get into a routine, and then you just carry that routine till you fucking leave. Yeah, it. it um, when Sam was was uh, very little, he uh, I think he wasn't even a year yet. I don't think he was a year old yet. Um, I had to leave 
for work for like nine days and I was in, I was, I was only counties away. It wasn't like I was fucking on the other side of the country or nothing, but like that was the first time I had kind of been away from him since he had been born, you know? So like same fucking thing. Like, like the, the nine days I was there, I had no time to think about that because I was constantly working. And when I wasn't working, I was literally sleeping. Like I was literally sleep, get up, go to work, get home fucking take a shower sleep it was that for like nine days right and so like on the ninth day we're going home tomorrow fucking went to the bar had like one or two drinks took a drink up to my room sat down and just fucking lost it like i just <laughs> like like, fucking, like it just same thing i just but mine was the the fucking bleh, bleh, like like fucking boogers and it just it was yeah. it was that like for and it was a little bit of it was alcohol induced, I'm oh, sure, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. but yeah, I, I, but I think you need that as kind of like yeah, a, it's it's cathartic, man. It's it a pressure like valve, fucking yeah, it gets that shit out. So it's necessary, and um, I forgot what podcast I was listening to. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Lewis Howes. If anyone's never heard of him, he's like the the School of Greatness. Is the name of his podcast. It's, he has a lot of a lot of famous people on there with uh, really good views on life. You should check it out if you have a chance. But he had a guest on that was talking about masculinity. And and I don't mean to change the subject, but like on how ever since as a man growing up, you're told, yeah, you're not supposed to cry. Yeah. Like that's that's bitch shit. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't do that. (laughs) And and how it how it fucks us up because now we're ashamed to to show emotions and Mm -hmm. things like that. Until later you realize that you, you have to fucking do that and it's it's okay to to show emotions every once in a while and cry. There's a there's a Bill Burr joke that I think it was on his last special, um where he's talking about he was on a plane and and uh he was like, Where you know, just I was just about to kick my feet up and fucking relax. And he goes, and it was a small plane. There was like maybe twenty five of us on the plane, it was a small little commuter plane. He goes, and all of a sudden we hit a little bit of turbulence, right? And he goes, and so, you know, kind of shook a little bit and then fucking, you know, and then it stopped and everybody's just kind of looking around at each other like, huh? Wow, that was, uh, well, wow. And then he goes, and then immediately it just came back with a vengeance, right? And it just fucking tossed us all over the place. And while we're doing this, there's a guy behind me, like three or four rows back that's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and he goes, and I wanted, he goes, I was... He goes, and don't get me wrong, I've never been more scared in my life. I, and he goes, but I wanted to just kill that fucking guy. <laughs> and he goes, I wanted to turn around so much. If I had more balls, I would have turned around and just been like, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> fucking hold that shit in. Suck it in. Be a man. Do some man shit right now. And he's like, he was like, and that's because of how I was brought up, you <laughs> yeah. know? And it's that, that whole thing you're talking about of like, of like, he goes, you don't think I want to fucking, ah, <laughs> but but like but you're completely correct it's just like that's how you're tuned yeah, as, as a, a child as a, as a man anyway like growing up as a boy mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh can i see if i can i want can i want to ask kind of along the same subject before we because we're getting towards the end here um and like when it becomes between you and liz are who is the like more often the person that just kind of holds it together. She is. Really? Yeah. And she's just kind of like, it's yeah. going to be all right. Like, yeah. I'm I'm a fucking, 
I'm so hard to live with. I'm sure. Like it's just, but like <laughs> she, you know, like, like I'm the I'm the guy that oh, I start breathing heavy. Like when yeah. I I get stressed out about stu- and like and it's shit that I shouldn't even fucking like. Like the other day we had um we had some fucking email hack issues. Like someone actually hacked oh, no into shit. my like I lost a shitload of my emails, and uh, so we had to go through the process of changing the passwords for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You would have thought you asked me to fucking rebuild a fucking, you know, like. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. And now so, like, and she's just like, shit. she's just like, you got to do it. Yeah. You know, so she was just like, hold on, let's fucking, you know, like, <laughs> she keeps it together more than oh. any, any, like, way more than I can. Like, she, she'll, she'll, you know, she'll let go emotionally every now and then, mm-hmm. but, like, for the most part, is, like, way more level-headed and uh, fucking like even keeled than i am dude like i just i'm immediately from like zero to fucking to ten you know like i just fucking like i i my emotions are like fucking i go from nothing to just like fucking full-on bawling yeah. or or angry or you know but like yeah she's uh, I, I before you can even finish the <laughs> sentence i was like she is uh oh, i was just kind of curious that's all yeah i she keeps my ass kind of from slamming my head into a wall, yeah. you know, she just kind of she makes everything easier. But there's, there's always got to be one in the relationship, yeah. you know. There's always got to be one. Yeah, like I, I, you know, and 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 it's not to say that like I'm just a fucking Neanderthal when I get home or anything like that. Because like there's days where she's yeah just fucking had enough, you know, and 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 she'll get emotional and and it's my job yeah, to it's fucking now it's kind of like your turn. Yeah, and so I sit down. We and that's the one thing that I love about my marriage with Liz. There's a million things I love about being married to her, but but this is probably the biggest thing is that we talk to each other. When when I piss her off, she fucking tells me, yeah. and vice versa. Like when I don't like something she does, we fucking sit down and we talk about it. You know, if, if there's something that I do with Sam, she doesn't like, she fucking checks. You know, like she. We we are a a couple that talks to each other. We don't just fucking just do, like, do like that bickering shit. Yeah, just, we don't do that. Just let it fester. We bicker <laughs> now and then, you know. Like there's yeah. and it's because of me. Like I'll fucking be a pig and leave something out, yeah. and she'll you know she'll rip my ass for it. But but like we talk about things, and like that's a, that's one thing I see in like older couples, like older you know elderly couples. It's like they went fifty fucking years mm-hmm. without telling each other how they fucking felt. And, so, and it's like, that's why you're such a miserable fucking person, you know, like, you know, and it, it's like, if you had actually sat down and, and talked this shit through, even if you got to get a third party in there and get a fucking therapist in there, yeah. talk that it's going to help, you know, it's going to help you guys. And if doing that over a long period of time doesn't help, then maybe you got to think about something else. Cause that's the only way something's going to get resolved, you know, is if you fucking sit down calmly and you talk and there's just always going to be screaming. There's always going to be fucking arguments. But like, as long as you keep those at a very, very, very minimum, like I, you know, and just have a healthy conversation with your fucking wife, <laughs> like it's 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 great. Uh, like I just, we I know we're fucking like going real long, but but uh, um, we talked about it last night. I was like, my grandparents for the thirty years I've been alive, my nana and my tata have been argumentative bickery <laughs> yeah. just they like i know i know deep down inside i knew that they loved each other 
But like they are just, you know, they're that old bickery yeah, yeah. couple. It's like, oh my, you know, oh, my, my you're so, still do it to this yeah, day. You're too. fucking disgusting. You're, oh my god, you're fucking, you're yeah. a pig. Your grandpa's a pig. If I, you know, like, oh my god, save me. Why do I live with this? You know, and like now, my my thought that it just recently got basically back to a hundred percent after snapping his leg in half. Yeah. During the however many months he's been he's been fucking homebound. He's been basically a prisoner of his home he can't leave anywhere my him and my nana have just like basically fallen in love with each other and it's <laughs> fucking weird because <laughs> i'm so used to them like being bickery and being like so like now i'm seeing them like be sweet to each other and like it's fucking gr- it's like almost gross like, I think it's sweet. I mean, I it's it's it is it's fucking it's it's sweet because it, it now it reaffirms the fact that they love yeah, each other. But it's just like why? You guys but it's like just this? like this. What happened? Like yeah. what? And like, and it's great because I'm not the only one that notices it. Like my my mom's brothers, my uncles, who are basically my older brothers, they notice it. Yeah. Like they're just like this is fucking weird. Like they'll be in that they'll come in the house and like this is weird. I gotta. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like <laughs> just fucking. And then my thought that will yell at us, yeah. but like he won't yell at my. You know. That's yeah. So funny. So, but that's that's that thing of like, instead of sitting down and talking to each other, you guys went your separate ways and pissed and moaned about each other, and that's why you've had a combative fucking marriage for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's them, but I'm just saying in general, like a lot of older couples yeah. that happens, you know. And it's like instead of getting together and resolving the issue, you fucking take it separately and then it nothing gets resolved it just gets worse and like that's what that's one of the things i love love about being married to my wife is that we fucking sit down and we hammer the shit out and we figure out what the fuck the issue is and we try to move on from that you know it's fucking great it's great i think we should i should do a show of like uh just highlighting the the points of marriage because i think marriage gets a bad rap sometimes you know i you know i'm uh, we got married in 2011, so I'm coming uh, this this next uh, 17. It'll be six years. Yeah. I've been married. You know, you're coming up on uh, fucking year It'll here pretty year, soon. Yeah. Halfway there, halfway Woo! there already, man. Halfway there, and so like you know, it's it is a that would be a really fun like yeah, even if we sure. got Liz and Sam in yeah. here and like kind of talked about you know being married and shit like that. Like I think it'd be fucking cool to get show. She's going to wrestling with me. Yeah. Like she's, I was really surprised. Yeah. At that. Oh, she's like fucking. She's stoked, dude. <laughs> like she can't wait because like she's been watching shit with me. Because like, you know, we only have one TV in our house and it's in the living room. Mm-hmm. So like, sometimes Daddy wants to watch TV. So yeah. like, I'll I'll you know, I'll put on the WWE Network. And what's really cool is they uh they have a lot of old fucking stuff from like the eighties. And so, like, I'll be sitting there watching it, and it's just like, oh, babe, check this out. Check this out. These guys, they're called the Dynamic Dudes, and they're these, like, guys with spiky blonde hair that are, like, total surfers. Like, yeah. yeah, and they, like, throw up the hang loose, and they're, like, it's, horref- like, horrendously racist and, like, stereotypical. And, and like, they have uh, that Samoan tag team I was telling oh, you about yeah. last night. They're called the Samoan SWAT team. That's what their ah. name was. But, like, they're just these big Samoan guys. And of course, they're carrying pineapples that they bite into with <laughs> yeah. the rhino on, so like it makes them look like savages. And it's just like it's terrible. It's it's fucking god awful. But it, I love watching it. She'll actually sit down and watch it with me. And like when I asked her if she wanted to go to Monday Night Raw, she's like, "Oh yeah, that'd be fucking so fun." So like, 
she puts up with so much of my bullshit, like my stupid hobbies mm-hmm. and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, like, you know, I can't help but be completely in fucking gushy over her, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a good, good place to, uh, to end the show. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, get up the uh, last song. Um, before we go up, like I said, you know, we're talking about we don't know what's going to happen to the show. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now. Yeah. Uh, if anything, it's going to be more opportunities for us because Bean is going to fucking, he's going to chronicle his time over there. He's going to maybe video chronicle his time over there. We don't know. We're just trying things out and talking yeah, it out. I mean, doing stuff like this, I, I really enjoy. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to stop mm-hmm. for how, however long I'm gone. And so I'll just keep trying to push stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, if I can keep it on the feed just every once, you know, once a week, tell you guys what I'm up to, mm-hmm. what I've done. Yeah. Kind of cool, I think. And, uh, like it's you know it's just we're just gonna try to keep doing stuff that you know regardless of what it is but i mean if the show changes a little bit i hope you guys stick with it um i don't know if it's gonna become more music based because i there's no fucking way i can carry a show by myself <laughs> so i uh, you know i don't know i don't i don't we don't know we're just kind of fucking we we still got a good little less than a month or maybe yeah. a little over a month so we're probably gonna re- record another couple times before he heads out and then we'll talk a little bit more about it when it when it comes to it. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, Rathouse.net is where you can find our show, as well as iTunes under the Everything Bagel Podcast. Uh, please leave us a, a review. Uh, you know, it'd be it'd do really well for us if you guys just kind of told us if you liked it. Um, if you don't like it, that's fine. Just give us some constructive criticism and tell us what you don't like, so that way we can fix it. Um, what else is there? There's um. There's the lift promo. If you guys are out tonight getting hammered, please don't drive home drunk. Use lift. Use the promo code RHP and you receive like $50 in discounts on like 10 rides or something like that. It's ridiculous the amount of money that you save using this promo code. So please do it. Um, everything bagel SRB at gmail.com. If you don't want to email us because you never do. <laughs> yeah. Um, ebpodcast.tumblr.com is where you can find the music that we play for this episode as well as all the other episodes we've ever played. Um, and I think that is it. So um, contact me if you want. Uh, or actually contact both of us. We both have buttons and we have stickers if you want some. So just kind of let us know what's going on. If you want some, we can send them to you. And uh, I guess until next time, I am Steve. I am Bean. This song is by Ronnie Glenn Williams. It is called Safe to Say, and it is uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, record, so I hope you guys check it out.
sing songs that I've heard time and time again. There's something about a sad song that I find so comforting. Not quite sure just where you'll be. So many miles away, but still thinking about me. It's safe to say. It's safe to say. It's safe to say. I've been falling out of love with the only home I've ever known, and I finally had enough. Down when nothing changes, except the seasons and less names. And I'm not so sure just where I'll be another year from now, a month or just a week. It's safe to say. Right there with me, it's safe to say. 